I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello and welcome to the Raptors Over Everything live call-in show presented by KFC. I'm your host, William Lou. I'm joined, as always, by co-host Josh Hart. Josh, how you been doing, man? I've been doing well. Welcome back. Thank you. Thank you. You have a bit of a tan, a bit of color? Yeah, a bit. Looking good. How was Mexico? Mexico was amazing. You know, I got to highly recommend that to everybody. Mexico to, City? Uh, Mexico City. Who would have thunk it? Mexico. It's nice there. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it turns out it's one of the most popular <laughs> destinations in the world for that reason. Uh, but no, I mean, just, you know, don't just, uh, next time you go to Mexico, don't just go straight to the beach. Like, uh, go to Mexico City. It's there's a lot of culture there, a lot of history, a lot, of a lot to learn. Uh, beautiful city. Such great architecture. What you was know? your first Mexican sunrise like? That almost sounds like something else. I don't know why. I don't know. That sounded super dirty for some reason. Um, it was it was great. You know, I mean, I mean, I was on vacation, so I slept until ten o'clock every day. Oh my goodness! <laughs> After you're staying up late to watch Raptors games. Yeah, you know, uh, and, and we can honestly we can honestly start there because um, as great of uh, a vacation it was to be away and to refresh everything. Like I just found myself consuming as much Raptors stuff as possible during the thing. I just I missed the team. Yeah, I cannot believe when you posted a reaction show after the Nets win uh, after the Timberwolves win yeah I mean you know I, I felt bad about it we had gone out to dinner uh me and my partner and I got back and she went to sleep and I was like all right finally I get to watch this game um a, a five-year-old tried to sell me a Lucy <laughs> where did you watch this game in my Airbnb man. I just <laughs> just a five-year-old I, I rolled I, up midnight yo <laughs> yeah do you want to do you want a single Paul Mall I'm like no, I'm good. um and yeah I mean you know I I mean, like, you you just can't it, – it, this team is irresistible. Like, it really is. You know? They have been unbelievable. I, it, the week without them has felt like, uh, you know, a million years. Just mm-hmm. the, the boredom. There's been How, a lot of thirsting over Giannis. Yeah, and kind of – I mean, he looked great in the All-Star game. He completely dominated yeah. that second quarter. I mean, look, Giannis looks great in the first three quarters, man. <laughs> of the season and of the game. Yeah. I mean, luckily for the Bucks, they, they win every game by the third quarter anyway. Yeah. So, yeah, that's true. you know, they're good, but – yeah, fourth quarter Giannis was a little suspect. Uh, but, you know, honestly, a lot of fourth quarter uh, team Giannis players were suspect. Yeah, you know? Kemba looked horrible. Uh, Nick and Nurse, Bede was the only guy who – yeah. and, and Kyle's defense. It was just strange that Nick Nurse couldn't figure out a – like, I mean, it's the All-Star game. None of these guys are going to have a ton of chemistry. but mm-hmm. And having uh, Joel Embiid and Giannis um, as your front court, like, spacing is not going to be – easy to come by yeah but it's just weird like there's no good offense in the fourth quarter of that also also you know you could have drafted teams better Giannis. i'm just saying but you know i do appreciate it i thought the game was amazing but we don't need uh, Giannis to worry about roster management and construction we have Masai for that yeah listen Masai and bobby will take care of you but uh yeah i mean it it was a fun break uh i definitely missed all the content you know run it back shout out uh, to you and alex and katie and katie for holding it down and dfs and uh Kayla as well. Yeah. Yeah, Alex had himself a time, but, you know, it's over for him now. I'm, I'm back. I'm here. I'm back. All right, like Steph Curry. Um, yeah, it's been great. Uh, but let's before we look forward to the rest of the season, mm-hmm. let's look back. Um, our good friend, Vivek, Big V, uh, published a great article in Complex uh, today or very recently where he looks back on that 15-game um, winning streak that the Raptors put together before the break. And we're going to welcome to the show uh, to go over it. Vivek, welcome to the show. Thank you, man. I just want to know, am I being charged for the minute per minute by <laughs> Professor Lou over here? Okay, wow. <laughs> yeah, well, oh, yeah. you forgot that you get to plug that later in the show. Sure, yeah, but I'm, I'm teaching I'm, a class I'm here on, for some valuable lessons. Yeah, Will's master class yeah. coming soon. Yeah, you're going to owe me 450 <laughs> after this call. Uh, <laughs> Big V, man, listen, uh, you wrote this great piece. Tell us about the piece, and let's let's talk about the... The greatest memories from the longest win streak in I mean, Canadian just, sports history. Yeah, Canadian sports. I can't believe there's not been a Canadian team that's won 15 so games. So the Wolfpack won like a ton of games, but for some that, reason it doesn't count. You know, you know, we got that's a run about that one. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> tell us, man, your 15-game win streak, what's been your favorite moment? Uh, favorite moment for me, I think, has to be the one where they were able to get over the hump and get, get it to 12. They've had a couple of... 
uh, streaks that have got to 11. Yes. And you look at that game, I think everyone was sort of itching for that Indiana game because they had beat a bunch of sub-500 teams. Mm-hmm. And the narrative was sort of like, oh, the Raptors aren't that good against the plus-500 teams. Mm-hmm. And then they were struggling. So for them to go on that run where they closed it out late, went on that crazy run to finish the game, yep. and Ibaka to hit that three, I think that was definitely my favorite moment of the win streak. What about you guys? Uh, my favorite's got to be Norm Powell taking over in the fourth on MLK Day uh, against mm-hmm. the Atlanta Hawks, mostly because in the middle of a work day, uh, getting to enjoy Norm Powell propaganda on the timeline. Oh my god! What could be better? <laughs> what could be better than seeing Norm Powell put up seventeen of a game of his of twenty seven points, which is unbelievable. He really, yep. he really was un- like unstoppable in that bench unit that put together that huge uh, run to win the game. That was probably that three my three over Vince. Yeah, that was, bro. That oh was the my one. God. Yeah, no, an all time great Jamaican, an all time great rapper. <laughs> Norm Powell. He's it's like Usain Bolt and Norman Powell. <laughs> <laughs> Usain Bolt and Norman Powell. <laughs> Shout out Asafa Powell too. How, well, Asafa Powell didn't he like get? Never mind. All right, forget it. <laughs> Um, well, your favorite moment from the run? Yeah, I mean, I was going to take that Ibaka three because I, I do, you know, I think Ibaka has been a central figure in all of this. Um, you know, obviously this run has coincided a lot with uh, Mark going down and Ibaka stepping up and averaging like 20 and 10 as a starter uh, yeah. is, has been incredible. But since we already took that, I'm going to go with win number 15 against Minnesota only because I think it really highlighted the like the difference between a losing franchise and a winning franchise. <laughs> and I don't, I don't even mean this as slander, but like the franchise player sure on the other side, Car Anthony Towns, was getting guarded by Rondé Hollis Jefferson because what Serge had a cold and um, Mark had, had, is out. And so they started Rondé Hollis Jefferson. They told him two hours before the game, hey man, you're going to start, <laughs> you know, you're going to guard Car Anthony Towns. He said, no problem. Yeah. And our 10th man steps up and just shuts down the superstar. And meanwhile, in the fourth quarter, I mean, that game really went back and forth just because there's a lot of offense and mm-hmm. very little defense. Um, but you saw the way Pascal was making two way plays, scoring on one end, and then coming back and blocking Car Anthony Towns multiple times. And then you mm-hmm. saw what Towns was doing and also what Russell was doing. Like, obviously, it's not fair to compare the whole situation. There's a new team. Like, they had, like, eight new players at the deadline or something like that. But um, it was just very exhilarating Well, they to were on that. a one-game winning streak coming into the game. Oh, my God. That's right, yeah. For, <laughs> I forgot Ryan Saunders said they were 1-0. and I remember beginning of the season, I thought Ryan Saunders had a chance at being the coach of the year. I, I apologize. I've had a lot of bad takes here, but that might be the worst. Yeah. But, no, listen, wow. the, the whole 15-game win streak, it was just – Incredible, and like as your article points out, man, there's uh, a lot of great moments from it. You know that Sixers game kind of got, yeah. gets lost in all it of this. It gets it gets overlooked. Kyle Lowry setting the all-time assist record. Yep. Um, to it's coinciding Davis. with the Raptors uh, being named All Stars. Like it was just a really yeah like good time around the team, and it's it's been exciting, and it'll probably be this will be the most you know um, memorable part of the season until the parade in June. Wow. But uh, mm, 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 Eastern mm. Conference Parade, you remember when they go at the Jurassic Park and they show all the fans? Uh, oh, <laughs> the unofficial one at Young and Dundas? <laughs> that's what we got. Yeah, yeah when uh, everybody runs into Young Dundas Square, waits for the lights to turn, and then runs back out to wait patiently. Jeez. It's still Canada, after all. I was going to say, yeah. In fact, do you have an honorable mention? It's oh, a oh, oh, oh. <laughs> I knocked my Whoa. iPad over. Do you have an honorable <laughs> mention from the run? Oh man, uh, yeah the uh, the Jack Armstrong rant on Super Bowl Sunday. Oh god, yes. that was awesome. <laughs> when uh, Jim Bale uh, called timeout, that that was epic. Uh, I mean, really, what what was the timeout for, bro? It was, I don't like, know. It was one of those stupid things where he was just like, "Oh, look at me! I'm coaching all the way to the end, and I'm going to teach my players this and that." Yeah, to, to and punch now in and he's punch not out. Doing that job anymore. <laughs> yeah, it's really been horrible to see the kind of teams that the Raptors played. I'm really excited for the um, schedule to get more interesting. Yeah. It's still, it's not crazy difficult, but they play some real teams at least. Yeah, and that was the one, the only downside of this win streak was that, you know, they didn't face as many top-tier teams. Yeah. But, I mean, you can look at it, like that Spurs game, especially under the circumstances of what happened that day and the tragedy, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. they fought through, and that was a very tough game in the fourth quarter. They won that, uh, you know, finding ways to beat Indiana yeah. twice. Back to back is very very difficult in the NBA to beat a team back to back, and you know just you know that Sixers game, that OKC game to start off the run was very tough, and so it's just like you know it just cemented the fact that the Raptors are a team that can uh, you know, they just find ways to win. That's that's a, that's what good teams do. They find a way to win, and I, I really enjoy that they found different different ways to win and different guys. There was different team. scripts. Ever you know guys stepping up, leading yeah. the team and scoring that's things true. like that. So. 
All right, and but, I think that's the thing that gets overlooked is when you look at a 15-game win, winning streak, they're playing so well that you do sort of ignore the injuries. And it's like, man, they did this <clears throat> despite all the injuries that they had yeah, to deal with. Yeah. And the regular season, the 82-game schedule is designed to get you sort of week in and week out. And I thought when it came to an end, that loss to the Nets kind of highlighted how the regular yeah. season is designed to do that, right? Like yeah. you're bound to have nights where you just don't have it. And so for them to sustain it, for an entire month um, in terms of calendar days. I thought that was incredible. Yeah, one hell of a one hell of a January. All right, Big V, thanks for joining in. Where can people find this article? You can find it on Complex Canada on the website. Uh, you can find it uh, on Twitter on my profile. You can find me on Vivek, at Vivek M. Jacob. And besides that, you can also find my work at Raptors Republic. Hell yeah. RR forever. Yeah. All right, Big V, be good. Thanks for calling in. Thanks for having me, guys. All right, peace. Big V. Man of the people. The greatest. The greatest. The greatest. Um, the lines are busy already. Let's take a call from Samir in Toronto. Samir, welcome to the show. Hey, what's going on, guys? Not too much. How are you doing? You're good, man. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. Um, yeah, so my first, I have two questions. My first question is about the buyout market. What do you guys think if the Raptors go to that, um, go that route uh, is a need, or not a need, because I think the team's pretty good, but something that they would look look for. Yeah, I mean, you know what? So one thing that's been concerning me is uh, Nick Nurse had back-to-back practice days. And, you know, on the first one right after the All-Star break, he was like, well, you know, I'm excited to get Mark back. Uh, he's mm. around the corner and he should be getting back anytime, you know, now, which is kind of what we expected. And then the following day, he was asked about the same thing, like, hey, when's Mark coming back? And he's like, well, you know, we just want to be careful as long as he comes back before the playoffs. But, you know, give him like 8 to 12 games before the playoffs. And, yeah, I heard that yesterday. Yeah, that's that's a big change. I, I don't know what they found or what the tests showed or anything like that, um, but it does seem to be something there. And, you know, if that's the case, I, I do want to see the Raptors maybe pick up a center there just as sort of a little bit more dependable kind of option. Yeah. Um, and it doesn't yeah, necessarily have to be a buyout guy. Uh, I think, obviously, people have pointed out Bismack because Bismack has been a fan favorite here. Um, but even like a Joakim Noah, who's like a free agent, just like I'm not t- asking for a guy to come in and like crack the plot for rotation or anything, but a solid vet where it's not just Serge sort of burning himself out or yeah. Chris Boucher getting into early foul trouble because he's super skinny or Rondé yeah. playing a lot of center. I mean, we've seen these guys do it, but um, some more insurance there just because it doesn't seem like Mark's health is uh, something that can be relied on right now. Yeah, and I, I before I, I before, we, before we put some water on the. Markeith Moore thing. I don't think he can play center, and when he plays center, he's a small ball center. We have Serge Ibaka, who mm-hmm. is better than Markeith Morris in every aspect, probably, um, at the top of his game. Yeah. yeah. Um, so he's not someone that I'm too interested in the Raptors go after. I'm more concerned with the Raptors finding another backup big uh, who can play real yeah. center minutes. So there's no needle I'm movers. Joking. Sorry. There's no needle movers. You're not going to find anyone that's going to really move the needle that much, right? Yeah, and, yeah. and that's the thing with bio market is like it's not it's not sexy. It really yeah. is not sexy. No. It's like you're going to a garage sale. Like it's people, it's, it's stuff that people want to throw out, and maybe you can keep it in your as patio furniture or something. You know, like yeah, we need like, a player that we can leave outside and you know. <laughs> and uh, also another question about um, what are you guys looking for in the second half? Like uh, like for me, I'm looking at. Uh, their record against uh, teams above 500. I think they're nine and 12 right now. And then also, can Siakam have a game? Uh, what was it? Game four against Philly. Can he have a game? Um, what was it? Game five against Milwaukee. Obviously, he's not Kawhi, but you know what I mean. Like one of those, one or two of those games where he can say, "All right, I'm going to take over and and get us this win." Yeah, I'm sure it'll come in moments. I think the biggest thing with Pascal right now is consistency. Yeah, I, I think what we're seeing. Um, obviously, he got off to that incredible start to the year, and then he hasn't yeah. really met that level consistently after that with the injuries and things like that. I think, you know, consistency is big for him. Um, you know, we've seen even within a course of the game, Pascal will have games where he'll score like 12 in the first quarter, then like two in the second quarter, then two in the third quarter, and then like 15 mm-hmm. in the third quarter. And you're like, wow, mm-hmm. this guy going over 30. But it's like, you know, it, it, it's deceptive. It, yeah, it's a little deceptive in that way. He just, it comes in spurts for him. Um, and also, I think it's like he, does, he has to manage his energy, man. Being a number yeah. one option for the, you know taking double teams and things like that, like it just requires a huge amount of endurance. And you know, I, I think we have seen him wear down a little bit 
And I, I'm, that's where I'm hoping the All Star break refresh them. Yeah, I think he'd be good to go for the second half of the year. But yeah, I, I'm looking for that. I do think he has it in him though to take over for three Absolutely. four minutes for sure. Yeah, I think the biggest thing for me is ma- managing minutes for the guys at the top of your rotation and making sure yeah. that you solidify the opportunities that the guys at the bottom of that nine man rotation will have. Like what what if anything are we going to see of Chris Boucher in the stretch run? I think is important. I, I think that. Um, what's really important as the team gets healthy and everybody gets back is guys knowing their their role in the rotation and what to expect from playoffs. Because OG is gonna be dim- like OG is gonna have a, a very different spring this year than he had last year. Obviously, he wasn't yeah. playing, but his his role on the team is continuing to expand. I'd like to see it sort of get formalized to him to being in a twenty eight plus minutes per game, picking up the best defender every night in night out because that's what's gonna be asked of him in the in the playoffs so that and making sure that Kyle doesn't play too many minutes and that Fred like you know as much as we look back at last season and Fred playing great Fred was pretty hurt and pretty banged up and managed those injuries throughout the playoff run I'd like to see Fred and Kyle enter the playoffs uh healthy that's all right that's guys it. all right guys thanks cool. Have a appreciate good it man peace all right, you too, man. all right before we get to Ben and Ajax uh we're gonna clear out one of our KFC hotline calls yeah and so the first one we got from Maxwell. Maxwell, welcome to the room. Hey, Lou. In the past uh, post-game wrap-ups, you talked about the Raptors' intensity and unrelenting determination. Do you think these characteristics come with a, come at a cost, which would be the series of injuries this team has had to deal with this year? I look forward to your thoughts on this. Take it easy. Yeah, well, we've, I think we talked about it the last time we did the show. Someone <laughs> called in. I forget who. I, for, I apologize for not knowing the guy. But... Um, yeah, I mean, it is it is a trade-off that the Raptors play defense and guys get hurt because they're trying hard and exerting themselves. Um, it's true. But, you know, ultimately, <laughs> I don't know. Uh, they have depth. They, they sort of uh, create an opportunity for people to step up. And also it's just, you know, um, you play to win the game. Yeah. The Raptors have 40 wins right now, in large part because they play hard, they play defense. If you got to lose a couple of guys due to injuries for it, that's fine. I think the Raptors also do a pretty good job of managing these people's injuries and giving yeah. them bar- like ample time to come back. Like, look at Mark right now. So, um, yeah, I don't I, know. I think I'm, the other I'm part okay of that, if the Raptors came into the season with a title to defend and a reputation to uphold, you know, there's for half a decade the book out on the Raptors was that they were a regular season team and come the playoffs, mm-hmm. these guys would always fall apart and. To many, Kawhi was the only difference maker, and that was all that there was. And I think there was enough pride in that locker room that they came out and said, we're going to put some people on notice and let these MFers know that this is a team that's not just a regular season team, and we can go out and Mm -hmm. we can dominate the regular season and run it back. You know, Masai himself said, we're going to come out and we're going to die trying if we're not winning the championship. (laughs) Like, it's I think the team has that kind of reputation, that Mm -hmm. or um, that perspective on things, that if... Uh, if last year was a fluke, we're going to make sure it isn't this year. So yeah, yeah, they're going to play hard and they get hurt, and it's yeah. fine. But and I always go back to this example. But uh, Andrew Wiggins has um, <clears throat> missed like maybe five games in his career total. I think over yeah. like course of five years. Part of that is because he doesn't play defense. Facts, Kellerman. Yeah. All right. Then, so Ben from Ajax is on line one. Ben, welcome to the show. Hey guys, how you doing? Good man. How are you? I'm good. Uh, my question is: Is that can the Raptors beat the Bucks? Can they? Yes. In a seven-game series? Yes. I think it's possible, but you need a couple of things to go your way. Um, number one, obviously, who's guarding Giannis? Yeah. OG's going to get that assignment? Yeah. Uh, here's the thing. I, can can he do it for spurts? I'm sure he can. Is OG uh, an incredibly talented defender? Yes. Um, one, of my, one of my concerns is, are the referees going to allow OG to guard him Good question. because Giannis plays a very physical style. Yeah. And it's up to referee's discretion to say, I'm allowing him to defend him one way or the other because he comes at the defender with a lot of force and it's up to the yeah. defender to come back with him forth. When it was Kawhi guarding Giannis, part of the benefit of that, not only is Kawhi a two-time defensive player of the year, but it's yeah. Kawhi Leonard. You're, you're not going to foul Kawhi Leonard out of the game. Yeah. Is yeah. OG going to be consistently allowed to guard Giannis? And then, you know, the, the other part is just can the Raptors score on the Bucks? The Bucks are a really good defense. And they, they kind of play it's similar to last year. It's a bit of a gimmick in a way to me. To me, I'm not, I'm not, it's not like a Steph Curry janky defense thing. But um, they drop their centers back and they take away the middle of the floor and they take away the corners. 
So they basically take away that whole back strip. So you have the front of the court to take care of. Can, do you have a guy like Kawhi did last year who can get you two pull-up threes because yeah. Brooke Lopez is sagging back yeah. in the fourth quarter on the road to get you back in the game? Do you? Okay, we know Kyle Lowry can hit pull-up threes. We know Pascal's working on that. But without that extra element offensively, yeah. can the Raptors yeah. score on the Bucks? Th- those are those are my the two biggest issues right there. Yeah, yeah. I I mean. We know, that's how you they're do underdogs. it. They're for sure underdogs. Yeah, but, but we know exactly what they need to do. Can the Raptors shoot over the drop scheme that the Bucks yeah. are going to throw at them? And can OG and Anobi make sure that Giannis is a B superstar? Yeah. Because if he's an A-plus superstar, it's it's over. But if you can, you know, make... If if Giannis at the end of the season, at, at the end of the series, we grade him out and we're like, oh, he had like a B, B, B-plus maybe, mm-hmm. the Raptors have a shot at winning. But that's it. Like, it's... Those are one is fairly straightforward shooting over the drop scheme. The second slowing down Giannis is going to be very very difficult. Yeah, and, yeah, and, um, yeah. But um, I was thinking that maybe the Raptors could go big, like they have Lowry, OG, Pascal, Ibaka, and Mark, because that that would be a really good defensive lineup mm-hmm. to like stop Giannis. Sure, sure. Would that work? How do we? How do they score on the other end of the court? Because there's not gonna, they're not gonna be, yeah. not gonna be layups. Yeah. yeah, I mean, look, this. I think offensively, that's going to be the biggest challenge for the Raptors in any sort of playoff setting. And if they're going to win series and go deep in the playoffs, it's going to have to come on their defense. But yeah. that's what they did last year too. That's like yeah. that's why the Raptors are forty and fifteen right now. Is they're yeah, right. an incredible defense. So I yeah. think honestly, if OG can handle that matchup a little bit. And I'm not even saying, like, every single game shot down Giannis is ridiculous. But, I mean, like, you know, what Ben Wallace did to Shaquille O'Neal back Mm -hmm. in, like, 2004, that kind of level. Where Shaq still got his numbers, but he wasn't as efficient. And he wasn't in, you know, more turnovers and things like that. So, I mean, it's going to have to be an upset. But, uh, you know, the Bucs are an incredible team to, you know, uh, take down. They're a regular season juggernaut. And, quite honestly, in the playoffs last year, they were pretty good outside of, you know, facing the Raptors. The one thing you're not going to have to worry about, Ben, is um, Eric Bledsoe. Chris Middleton, yeah, that's true, things man. of that nature. Hey, man, Chris Middleton. <laughs> uh, people are saying he's going to be an all-NBA guy this year. Yeah, yeah. I don't think so. I mean, either. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Ben, have a great weekend. Thanks for calling. Keep listening. Right. I appreciate right, it, bye. man. Peace. <laughs> Yo, I'm, I'm serious. I saw real earnest takes. And I'm like, okay, fine. On a per-minute basis, he's doing this and this. I'm like, yeah. get out of here, man. Yeah, I don't get it. What did Chris yeah. Middleton do in the All-Star game again? In a competitive All-Star game? <laughs> I can... Like 2 of 7? Yeah. Again? In a playoff he's, setting, yeah, he's two of seven when it counts. Oh my god, I, I really do. I, 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 you know, Giannis, uh, you'll be you'll be safe soon. Yeah, it's truly uh, um, exciting moment. Exciting moment. You know what it is. On line two, we have the people's favorite Vitali from Moscow. He don't miss. Vitali, welcome back to the show. How are you doing, guys? Uh, it, it's funny you mentioned Chris Middleton All NBA. It's uh, this year he's doing a lot of uh, fifty forty ninety. Mm-hmm. That's uh, 50% hustle, 40% skill, 90% concentrated power and will, and 100% big fraud. 100%. Oh, wow. Shout out Mike Shinoda one time. Shout out Fort Minor, man. Oh. Remember the name, baby. You already know. You already know. William, you, you were a, on vacation, yes, Mexico? Yeah. 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 How was it? <laughs> it was it was really good, man. I spent a week in Mexico City, sort of soaked in the culture, the history, the food, and everything like that. And then I uh, I, I left for the beach for three days to get a very modest tan, I would say. Not not a big tan person. You, you know what it is? You came back and you look like you uh, do in like the middle of August, mm. and everybody looks like they do in the middle of February. Yeah, yeah. There you go. <laughs> you look so. healthy. We all look- I saw a lot of uh, I saw a lot of uh, Russians at, at, at the hotel I was in. They were just yeah. all, they were all, all sitting in the lobby, I think, playing cards and having um, very clear drinks. Yeah, we have a game called Durak, uh, if you heard. But we have a big Russian card game. Okay. Oh, cool. That's a good cool. one. But I uh, appreciate you still did, gave us one podcast. So yeah. Respect. It is for the culture. We need that. We need respect. that. I appreciate it, man. What, what have you been doing with All-Star Break? What did you think of uh, the fourth quarter of the All-Star game? Do you watch it? You know what? I, I love the new format. Uh, I hate that it was Chris Paul who came up with it, because I hate Chris Paul. Uh, big fraud. But uh, it, 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 unfortunately, it ended with a free throw, but uh, yeah. it was good. Yeah, they did a good job. Yeah. It, it actually exposed who can play basketball, because 
as soon as it started, you, you see Campbell Walker, he's shitting his pants. Like, it shows you who can play in the, in the real game. So. Yeah. Yeah, like James Harden was getting attacked. Consist like, what's cra- what's one you, thing you is can like see James Harden sweating out booze. It's <laughs> <laughs> it's one thing when a coach decides to attack you. It's another thing when your peers are like, "Nah, this is the guy." Yeah, yeah, yeah. like this is the guy you go attack. No, yeah, Yanis just hates Harden with, with his whole heart. Yeah, it's hilarious. Like he'll fit right in in Toronto. It's <laughs> oh my god! No, it was it was really great. And and the one thing that's underrated. <clears throat> Even though Team LeBron won, LeBron in that fourth quarter, he was terrible. Why didn't he pull up from half court? One of seven, and he got blocked twice by Giannis. See, the thing about LeBron, sometimes you know that he's, you know that he thinks that eventually this footage will end up in a a Jordan uh, Nike brand commercial. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. he's like, I'm gonna pull up from half court in the All Star game to win it. Like, don't do that. You were not gonna make that. You're not. You're not Trey Young. (laughs) Yeah. Um. And and yeah, I mean, uh, him denying Kawhi the ball was—I I just thought it was perfect. It, it perfectly explains why Kawhi did not go <laughs> to the uh, to, to the Lakers to be the third option. LeBron, LeBron needs more help, man. He can't win with oh. those cats. Uh, <laughs> Don't worry, they're getting Markeith Morris yeah. in the All Star game. It's going to change when they get Markeith Morris. They're going to have two Kyle okay. Kuzmas out there. Whoa. Okay, well, guys, let me get into it because okay. I have a big fraud of the week. Oh, okay, perfect. Okay. Let's go. Uh, my big fraud of the week. His finals MVP is a big fraud. His potential Hall of Fame candidacy is a big fraud. And the oh, idea oh. that he's still a quality NBA player is a big fraud. My big fraud is none other than Andre Iguodala. Wow. <laughs> I read it. He looked terrible uh, yesterday. Oh, man, he got crossed Yesterday, in, in 22 minutes, he was uh, minus 28. He, uh, <laughs> the Greg Monroe special. Yeah, that's the, weather, the, Al, that's, the Al Horford treatment. That's the weather in Moscow right now? <laughs> Basically, basically. Um, but it, it's not even his play. It's, he's not, it's not his fault. What, what really pissed me off, um, when they finally agreed to trade him, I, I heard this on the low post, uh, they wanted to trade him to Miami, and Iguodala's like, you know what, no, no. I want to play in Los Angeles. I, I will not go. And he, he forced them to give him this ridiculous contract just so he could go to Miami. Are you kidding me? What a joke this guy is. Yeah, yeah. He, he really did not go out well in Memphis. I think he wanted to just retire and in Golden State and then, you know, because he's been doing a lot of investing and he's in yep. that sector. So he just wanted to be in the Bay Area, invest in tech and yeah. all like that. And Miami's like, fine. <laughs> fine. If this is what it takes, we'll give you 15 million. Yeah, I mean, look, it's hard to judge him off one game uh, after he's basically sat out the whole year. But damn. that when He, he looked he, man. every... Every ounce of the 2004 draft class he came out of, 2000. He's been around. He's been for around forever. Time. He played with AI. Yeah, and maybe he'll be okay. It's just I, I understand player empowerment. I understand the respect. Mm-hmm. But wherever, if they trade you to Charlotte, you have a contact. You play in Charlotte, man. Yeah. No, you, know, I, I you, totally don't, agree. you don't want to go to Miami, a playoff team. Have yeah. you been to South Beach? They have what they call in South Beach bad bitches and pontians. <laughs> you don't want to go play there? Are you kidding me? So no, I, I, yeah, he, he's a real big joke. I love the I love the attitude that the Memphis Grizzlies uh, players had. Like John Morant was, it's awesome. Yeah, no, they came out and just said it. Like, yeah, f him. <laughs> I, I rate it. It was, it, was un, it was unbelievable stuff. And he is looking like a huge fraud. If unless he's able to contribute to, you know, hashtag Heat culture, mm. I think he's gonna be exposed at the end of this year. And then yeah. John Morant said, uh, okay, Boomer, to Andre Godala <laughs> and sealed Rookie of the Year right there. It's fine. Yeah, those guys are fiery. I, l- I love the energy. Uh, I want yeah. to ask you a quick one yeah. about uh, tonight we play Phoenix, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, so let me flow to this. Uh, two very good young players, uh, Pascal Siakam, Devin Booker. You're forecasting the next two years. Who do you think uh, in the end will be the better player and have the better career? <sighs> I love Booker, man. Me too. God, he's really gone to a point where he doesn't have a big weakness in his offensive game. Yeah, um, he's not he's not elite defensively, uh, and Pascal makes way more defensive contribution. Yeah, but I love Booker's offensive game. It's way more complete than than Pascal's. To be honest, like it is. Like he, he shoots a three, he can get it in the mid range. He can drive to the hole. He can get fouls. He passes well. You know, but I mean, overall, that's a two way player. I, I still would take Pascal. Yeah, I, I think that you have to take Pascal the two-way player, but um, Devin Booker's... Booker's good. He's Yeah, he's, he's really good. He is uh, on really paper, good. Booker has the pedigree, you know, Kentucky, lottery pick. Mm. But uh, I think what Pascal has going for him, obviously, 
Man, I saw this guy's uh, GQ segment, the 10 things. Yeah. I, I love this guy. His yeah. his energy, he's so humble. If there if there is one all-time raptor who we draft and will stay with us whole career that I think I could see, it yeah. might be him because just not not enough great things to say about him. Unbelievable. No, he's, yeah. he's a high character. Seems to really love playing here. The fans can't get enough. Yeah. I think Pascal will be here for a really long time. Yeah, I don't, well, I don't know uh, if I think that... I think Booker ha- is going to be the bigger celebrity no matter what. Flashier game. Um, not a great media market, but America versus Canada, it's not sure. close. Um, yeah, I think that Pascal Siakam will always be a player who's kind of um, for the heads. You know, just like yeah, a real like analytics Twitter. Like, Kyle Lowry. Yeah, Kyle Lowry. Kyle Lowry also. Even like Bam yeah. Adebayo right now. He's just sort of someone that a lot of people like, but... It's not flashy. It's not flashy. Booker probably eventually he will demand a trade somewhere in Los Angeles and maybe he'll have a good career. But I, I don't see it. The Phoenix Suns obviously Sarver, his garbage owner. They, <laughs> yeah. they will they will hold them back. They will hold them. They back. will hold. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I, I I do hope he figures it out because I I quite like him as a player. But that's that's that on that. All right, Vitaly. Thanks Much for calling love, in. Appreciate, Appreciate it. it. Peace. Cheers. All right. Cheers. You don't miss, man. You don't miss. It really doesn't miss. Yeah, it's uh, it's it's cool. I hope that he figures it out. I hope that DeAndre Aiden eventually comes on and is able to contribute because yeah, that team's going nowhere fast. I mean, Desirable-ish market fans, to live in. Good weather, like real moments of significant basketball history. Mm-hmm. Yeah, terrible owner, and it just, just it doesn't seem awful. like they'll be able to fix awful. it. Until. But I mean, at least at least this year, it seems like they got a good coach. Yeah, they got a good coach. Um, and the system is better. So we'll see what happens in like two, three years. All right, let's take another, another call. All right, we have uh, Rachel from Ottawa on line one. Rachel, how's it going? Good, thanks. How are you guys? Doing well. Will's taking a drink of water. I'm feeling fine. Uh, I'm good. <laughs> Will's <laughs> has to, you know, Will's a little dehydrated, a lot of I've, mezcal. I've, I've drank nothing but mezcal and Corona for like <laughs> three days. Oh, goodness. Yeah. Okay, I'll, I have a question. If the Raptors made it to the finals, do you think they would fare better against the Lakers or the Clippers? I love this question. Yeah, we get it every once in a while. I like it. Every time it's fun to I love this question. (sighs) I would rather face the Lakers. Yeah, me too. They're just not as good as the Clippers. Yeah. (laughs) I also want to be able to see Kawhi in the playoffs. Yeah, I don't want to see him at all. I saw what Kawhi does in the playoffs. I'm I'm good. I'm, I mean, I've seen what LeBron does in the playoffs too. I, I understand, but uh, he 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 did that in the past. Yeah, past tense. And, and Kawhi is currently a 28 year old at the peak of his career. Yeah, Kawhi Leonard will be if he's here for the finals, feeling great. Kawhi and dying, going to all of his favorite spots. <laughs> no, 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 no more Kawhi and dying, man. <laughs> he's going to all of his no favorite locations in the city. Um, I got to serve him like going to his favorite food. cafes. Give, give him that Joel and B diet. That's the only <laughs> way. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah, I think it'd be fun to get over the LeBronto stuff. It if the be, Raptors yeah. are able to compete against the Lakers in the finals, that'd be cool. But uh, yeah, okay, sure. The Raptors are in the finals. Yeah. Let's. Well, look, we we could we could probably contain AD a little bit. It's mostly just LeBron ball where he like forces a switch and then gets a point guard on him and then backs him down and then draws double and then kicks it out to Contavious Caldwell Pope. The one thing that we have to think if the Lakers are here for the finals, Danny Green, Nav Batia, we have like you know. Right, yeah, yeah. Danny Green will switch sides. <laughs> yeah, and for join sure. the Raptors. So Absolutely. that's that's that's, a, that's uh, maybe a, you're onto something, Rachel. Yeah. Maybe we need to. Harrison will be here. <laughs> yeah, let's do it, man. <laughs> let's do it. I would love the. I would love if the Lakers were in town. Harrison, shout like shout out to Harrison one time. Yeah, come on the pod. Come I on the you. pod. Get like or have us on your set in for your pod. No, we're not that big. <laughs> relax, relax. He, he, he's getting the other Josh Hart, not, not you. All right, <laughs> and Lou Williams, not me. So, okay. all right. I have right. one more question. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah. Do you think either Denver or Utah could take down either of the LA teams because they're doing really well in the standings, but mm-hmm. we never hear about them? What do you think about that? It's unfortunate. It's unfortunate. Um, Denver, yes. Utah, a little less to me. Really? I don't think Utah has a playoff game yet. I think Denver knows how to win. In the, like, will know how to win in the playoffs. Yeah. And I think I know how they will win in the playoffs. Um, Utah, I don't know. But yeah, do I think that either of those teams could upset? For sure. I mean, who who on the Clippers is guarding Nikola Jokic? 
Like, uh, yeah, they might have to put right. Kawhi on this guy. <laughs> like, actually, though, which center is, like, Patrick Patterson is going to roll out there? and, and with the Patrick Patterson is going to pick up Jokic half-court one time. Yeah. No. <laughs> Slap the floor. No. The, the, him and his team points are not going to to handle that. Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, Jokic is probably the biggest mismatch in that series, I guess. The thing with the, the, the Nuggets is I don't feel like they have enough wing defenders. They don't have t- yeah. Torrey Craig is good, but, like... Consistently, I don't know. Yeah, and a, again, you need a lot of wing defenders to guard Kawhi and Paul George. That's a really big. Yeah, I don't know, man. It's just it's just so tough because, like, again, like the Lakers and um, the Clippers have two, like, have four of the best ten players in the NBA. Yeah, it's, yeah. Just, it's just really tough to beat. Probably that. four of the best, like eight. Like it's yeah, we'll see. Paul, Paul, I mean, come on, Paul George, playoff P, playoff P. Yeah, yeah, playoff P does 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 uh, struggle city, but he might. I don't know. He's had great like player performance. Oh, he, he has. Yeah. Ever since he left Indiana, that it's been the problem. Well, yeah. I mean, listen, it's it's hard for him to beat Joe Ingles, you know. It's just, <laughs> how can you expect someone to beat Joe Ingles? How could you? All right, Rachel, enjoy Ottawa. Is the winter <laughs> is has winter loot started yet? Uh, yeah, I think it's actually coming to an end in the next week or two. Yes, I'm out of touch. <laughs> we're, the so, we're so local with all our references. <laughs> yeah. It's okay. I haven't been since I was a child. So I, I, I lived there for five years. I don't think I went. I walked past oh, it yeah. once. But, uh, it's the type of thing you do one time and then you're kind of over it. Yeah, how many times can you eat a beaver tail and be cold? It's just not that. Exactly. It's not that vibe. You can get beaver tails all year, so it doesn't matter. Facts, Kellerman. <laughs> all right, have a great weekend. Thank you, too. Thanks Bye. for listening. Bye. Wow. Yeah, Ottawa's was great. Shout out to Carlton. Shout out to, you know, the real ones out there. Shout out to Byward Market. Shout out to the Byward Market. Obama was there. He, w- he got a cookie at some cafe. Nobody goes there. That's uh, not where, like, that's not where locals go. They have food from different parts of the world that's cool yeah it's true yeah. they do have food from like mouth cities have food from different places fair enough um <laughs> all right before we get to the next call let's take another kfc hotline who do we have we'll uh, talk to me... jabber cash all right jabber cash welcome to the show hi it's just your jabber cash i've been a big fan of the pod i just have one question for you guys so when the raptors make the playoffs what do nick nurse and the raptors have to do in order to get past Giannis and the bucks so but this time without Kawhi. Thanks. Win the games. I think that's job one. Win four games against the Bucks. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, slip uh, laxatives. So on a, on <laughs> on, a, on run know, it man. back. I was asked like, what's your what's your what are your predictions for this season? Mm-hmm. It was like one serious one, uh, jokey one. It's like the Milwaukee Bucks are going to go to WrestleMania. It's the same day as they play a game in Boston. Oh yes, I heard this. And like some BS is going to happen. It screws over their season. Maybe that's what we need to have happen. Yeah, I mean... Beating the Bucks is going to be hard. It's going to be very hard. <laughs> Someone's got to guard Giannis. As presently constructed, I don't see a way for the Raptors to do it. They can do it. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I just... I don't... I, there isn't an answer yet. The answer is do something OG has difficult. to, like, legitimately come out as, like, uh, an all-world type of defender. Yeah. Yeah. yeah but you know what, though? Again, I, I don't want to harp too much on the All-Star game. Uh, offensively, fourth quarter, you know, Giannis is amazing the first three quarters, mm-hmm. like dunking the ball. I mean, he had so many two-handed dunks. I don't know why I didn't switch to like a one-handed dunk at some point. This man was like Derek Jones Jr. in the dunk contest. Just same dunk <laughs> same over and dunk over. over and over again. Uh, Justice for Aaron Gordon. Yeah, man. Oh, man. Aaron, I think Aaron Gordon has like eight fifties in yeah. two dunk contests. It's crazy. <laughs> Somehow he's not so the thing is, it might be more. It might the be thing 10. is, there should be like Adam Silver should be like the commissioner's call. He's like, no, this dunk wins. It's yeah. over. When he did the one Get with Markel, Markel Fultz bounces off the side of the backboard. Bro, that's that's windmill three. It's all time dunk. Yeah, and, and it, it looks win. so good. It looks beautiful. Yeah, yeah. That and can't it's believe. not someone jumping over Slumo and putting the ball between his legs. I'm yeah. so tired of that dunk, man. <laughs> yeah, it's very, very. I'm tired of it. But um, you just find someone unique, and then you dunk over, and they're like, "Oh, 50 points." Yeah, yeah. And like, uh, anyway, whatever. 2016, I was I, I was okay with, to be honest. Yeah, it was it was. Competitive. I thought Zach Levine was was really great, and I thought Derek Jones Jr. is really great. Any other year against any other guy, Derek Jones Jr. is going to win, and we're not going to complain. Yeah. But this year, yeah, he was unfortunate. He dunked over Taco Fall. The guy's seven foot five. And people were like, "Well, he didn't really clear him." It's like, bro, he's seven, seven foot, foot five. five. What yeah. are we talking about? No, here, I man? totally agree. You're like, you. oh, Vince Carter didn't really clear Frederick Weiss, who was like <laughs> seven two. Like, get out of here, man. Um, yeah, in terms of how to beat the Bucks, I mean, OG's just got to you know become Ron Artest. Yeah, yeah, like, it's pretty yeah, much like defensively, not 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 the rest of the stuff. No, he needs to name his call himself Panda Lover. What did he name his name to? The panda friend. The panda friend. The panda friend. That's what we change need, your name to the is crazy. We need OG to become the panda friend. All right. All, All right. right. <laughs> um, we have Tommy in Toronto. 
uh, online to talk about Markeith Morris. Tommy, welcome to the show. Thank you, thank you very much. Uh, first time caller, long time listener, and will uh, that turtleneck, bro? Looks like a fruit roll-up. <laughs> <laughs> it does actually, it really does. I appreciate it. <laughs> I don't, I think, I don't know if you remember me, but you met me at Phoenix Conference. Yeah, that's right. That was uh, it. Was the I think Sid was playing. I believe so. I believe so. Yep. Okay, my question is simple. Actually, it's about um, this Marquise issue that I'm hearing. Yeah. Okay. I don't know if it's a positive. It's not. I mean, if we got him, would it be a positive? It looks like he's going to the Lakers. So this this kind of this yeah, issue exactly, might be sidestepped. The twin brothers down there too. I mean, they they always wanted to play together, even after Phoenix, anyway. Yeah, they'll show they'll sh- they will share one locker just between the two. <laughs> yeah, um, we'll have one locker with a tunnel running in between. Exactly. The yeah, I I really want um a situation where Markeith is obviously the inferior player right now. Between yeah, Marcus. what happened? I don't understand. Markeith used to be much better than Marcus, yeah. and now Marcus is much better than Markeith. It really does lend to the theory that they just switched jerseys. And no one even knows. <laughs> like, what no, if all? I think it's the Detroit water. I really do. Oh, no, <laughs> that's a good. That's a good I, point. Wow. Uh, well, he's yeah, not been drinking any water in LA, though. It saps careers. I mean, it rejuvenated Derrick Rose for like five minutes, but that's that's about it. Yeah, I don't. I I think the I don't. What do you like? What do you get with Marquise Morris that you don't get with Serge Ibaka right now? That's the thing. Like at best, he's gonna be a bench guy for the Lakers, and I don't think the Lakers need another big man. They needed another guard who can create. Set up plays who isn't Rajon Rondo. I'm amazed that Dennis Schroeder didn't get. It's like he played too well. Yeah. It's too He's bad. too good now, and OKC wants to compete. So OKC's in the playoffs. Yeah, they're yeah, yeah. nice. No, they're good. They're good. Yeah, I think at the beginning of the season, it was like uh, Schroeder will be yeah. a, like a trade piece, and then he played himself into a regular rotation spot. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, I don't know, man. It, it's buyout market is cool because you're getting a guy for free, but generally speaking, those guys are not good. And Marquise yeah. Morris is yeah, not been good. They're guys you can get for free. Hit on the buyout market, anyways. Yeah. Yeah. Anywho. I mean, we got Jeremy Lin last year, and I got excited. But aside from that, like, he signed. He signed well, your. We, we, we're gonna have to forgive you for that one because even I got excited. <laughs> about your excitement, and now he's got a ring, and he's in China, and hopefully has escaped coronavirus. He's not in yeah, China. No, no, no. He's they, saying, they took him out. Oh, they took him out. Yeah. No, he just left. He's like, I'm good. Love. Well, Enjoy. Yeah, they, uh, they they suspended the season. The Chinese government paused everything in China, basically. So the CBA was uh, put on hold. Yeah. So, and oh, so he could he could sign back to another yo, team. Yo, relax. Man. I'm good, man. Yeah, I'm uh, good. I'm good. Thank you, thank you, Jeremy. Thank you. But you know, in the NBA, but not the Raptors. Does he? Okay. All right. Look, man. Yeah. You know what he should do? He should probably go to like one of the Western Conference teams as a uh, what is it? A Trojan horse. Mm. Yeah, the Lakers could use a playmaking guard. Lakers could use a playmaker. <laughs> I'm just saying. Look, the last time the Lakers I mean, had a Chinese guy on the roster, they won the championship. That's that true. Sun Yue. Uh, no, no, that's a lie. The last time it, it was it was Jeremy Lin. <laughs> okay. Oh yeah. But, but before that. <laughs> oh my before, god. Before that, that, yeah, that's right. Remember Swaggy P and then yeah. Kobe was clowning him. Jeremy, you didn't deserve that, man. You didn't, you didn't deserve that. All right. That's not fair of you. Come on, you're running pick and rolls with Jordan Hill. That's not fair. And yeah, Boozer. man, that, the Lakers really were in some crazy. Robert Sacre. Yeah. Yeah, the Lakers were ass for a while, but now they're now they're good again. It's oh, unfortunate. Shut up. Shout out to I, it's Toronto nice to have a good Lakers really team. Really happy with Robert sure. Sacre being that one dude from Canada that played oh, yeah. on the Lakers. Yeah, and he was riding the bench so hard you could see it in his bushes. <laughs> <It was crazy. laughs> all right, all, all right, right, Tommy. Tommy, have I a good weekend, you, man. I appreciate all right, you. No problem. It's, it's good to link up again. Peace. All right. You met that guy at a Sid concert. Yeah, me and my partner were at a Sid concert, and uh, he was uh, security, and he he recognized me. He's like, "Yo, you know." That's you know, I, I cool. you know I messed with the pod, and also it was like 2016, so you know Tommy a day a day one kind of guy. Yeah, no, seriously, that, that's like right when the like RR show started. Uh, yeah, it was around that. Not time. long after. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, we have Mark in Brooklyn to talk about the playoffs. Mark, welcome to the show. Hey, how you doing? Good, man. How are you? I'm all right. Um, so I wanted to ask you guys, um, who do you think? Uh, will leave the Raptors, and how far do you think they're going to make it? Who will lead them? Yeah, who do you think is going to lead them, and how far do you think they're making it? 
Kyle Lowry is going to lead this team to the Eastern Conference Finals in a competitive series. Mm. That can go uh, either way. That can go either way. I think it's pretty clear that Kyle's the leader of the team. Yeah, for sure. Um, but the thing is with the Raptors is it's not like a super young team. Like Obviously, they're they're a, a team with all the guys that are relevant having finals experience yep. and championship experience. So they probably don't need a guy to lead them in the same way. Um, but it's clear Kyle was the galvanizing figure on this team. And the only issue with Kyle doing that is that as good as a player as Kyle is, he's just not the type of guy because of his physical limitations to close games for you. And so you need a guy who can really close games at a very high level. We saw Kawhi do that at a very, very high level last yep. year, and they won the championship. Um, DeMar was able to do that and get him through a certain point, but then it, his limitations became clear. Yep. And now it's Pascal's trying to be the number one guy, and we got to see if Pascal can do it. Uh, his development is something that, you know, I mean, it depends on what you want to lead. If, if, you know, leadership is the guy who, you know, gets the team rallies around, who starts comebacks, who sort of keeps, sets the tone, that's definitely Kyle. Or if you want to call leadership what Kawhi did last year, which is to get you a bucket when you really, really need it. Yep. And in that sense, it's probably going to need Pascal to step up on that front. Um, but And Pascal showed flashes earlier today, that tweet, uh, a tweet of Pascal's bucket at the end of Game 6 is going around. Yeah, he hit a very clutch shot over Draymond Green. Yeah. That kind of sealed the game. I don't know what Draymond was doing on that play. Yeah, he, compl- he gambled for no reason, but he, he does that all the time. He swiped so hard for the ball. He made a hero ball play on defense, which I've actually never seen before. <laughs> and he just he failed. Like, he really failed. So shout out Draymond, man. Yeah, shout out to Draymond one time. Yeah. Olympic year, okay. big year from Draymond. Oh, my God. Yo, what, what, what did Charles Barkley say about Draymond? He's averaging a tri- triple single right now. That's, that's, that's a bar. That was unfortunate, but it's true. Yo. Yeah, uh, Draymond Green. I, I'm sure they'll be back next year. But... You guys still there? Yeah, yeah, we're here. You can't hear us? Yeah, so we were uh, just chit-chatting amongst ourselves. Fan. If uh, you know if they were to face off in the first round, um, you know, ha- ha- what do you where do you see them? Brooklyn well, versus Toronto. Well, I mean, we're, we're we're beating you guys in probably five games, five six games. Well, but my big question is, uh, how do you feel about Kyrie right now? Listen, man, I'm gonna be honest with you. I'm pissed off. You know, you were expecting the world, and uh, you know, and the world was flat. Thomas Friedman over here. <laughs> <laughs> I think the Bucks. A month ago, I wasn't afraid of the Bucks at all. Mm-hmm. The last month, they played really well. Uh, I'm still not. I still think the Raptors win, and it's not super competitive. Not super dramatic. It could be competitive. Um, but yeah, they played. They've played some pretty good basketball last month. It's not. Uh, not I to mean, mention. to be honest with you, I think the Nets could pull through versus the Raptors. Oh, okay. In the first round of the playoffs, Why, though. Yeah, I think they will. Why? If if that ends up being the matchup, I think they will pull through. Who guards Pascal? Just curious. I put Torian Prince. Bro, Torian Prince is nah. Pascal's averaging thirty against Torian Prince. I'm sorry. Like you got to double team him. I mean, you could put Wilson Chandler on him. Wilson Chandler, come, dude, this guy is he going to get another twenty five games? The Nets are nine and seventeen on on the road. What makes you think that they can no. go out and win multiple games in Toronto? I'm going to be honest. Spencer Dinwiddie's been playing amazing. All right, Karis <laughs> Levert. You know, he, I'm going gonna, gonna to be honest with you. Karis has not been consistent this season until right before the All Star break. That's true. So he stepped up his game. Mm-hmm. Now, I like Harris. He's probably the best one-on-one scorer. Spencer is probably the best mm-hmm. offensive player out the pick and roll. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I don't know, man. I, 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 you know, it's not even biased. I just, you know, Spencer Dinwiddie. He was in Carroll's uh, Yeah. Maybe, I mean, yeah, maybe I six games. What would you say? What happened? What'd you say? I said maybe six. I mean, I mean, if Spencer gets hot one game, Karras gets hot one game, but. Yeah, it, it might be similar yeah. to that Brooklyn's or in that uh, Orlando Magic series. So the thing is, like, I don't think offensively Brooklyn's that good, and so and defensively, I think the Raptors can really turn the screws on certain teams. Yeah, um, you know. And what do you think about next year if KD and Kyrie will, you know, the whole that, team? That's very different. That's that's very different. We're talking about yeah, this that's, year. Yeah, that next year, you, know, you guys are going to be a real the, problem the, next year. The future happens when the future happens. You know what I mean? <clears throat> yeah. Quick, Katie, it's good to see Katie on the men. He looks nice. He looks he looks good. Yeah, I'm rooting for Katie, man. I feel bad for that guy. Yeah, he really does, do. man. I hope he could, uh, you know, lift up Kyrie. Oh, come on, man. Kyrie, I mean, look, he's just taking the year off because he doesn't want to play without Katie. <laughs> Kyrie's had, yeah, Kyrie tough year. Kyrie's the worst, bro. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay, man. It's, it's okay. Right. He's going to have a good time working with the Players Union. Mm. 
Yeah, all right. All right, I'm gonna go. All right, all right, all right I, I think all right. Seems like you're summoned. <laughs> all right, JJ. All right, peace. I really wanted to scream "fuck Brooklyn" and hang yeah. up on that guy, but no, he I, was pretty polite. <laughs> you know, I just I remember a time when you are at a point with your franchise where you're excited about everything. Yeah, start lying to yourself about. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's you know I mean look I think Brooklyn is a nice story and next year they're going to be a real real problem. They're be a this problem. current year, I don't see it. No. What do you say that he wanted the world and the world was flat? Oh my god, that's a, right. that's, a, that's a good line, man. A very good. Shout line. out to the Brooklyn Nets one time. Yeah. Um, let's do the last of our KFC hotline calls. We have um, Chapter Cash Part Two. Part Two on the yellow, the yellow score. There we go. So in. Free agency 2021, if Giannis does consider Toronto as a good team to go to, what other teams would he also consider and why? Thanks. Peace. Uh, I think it's pretty pretty standard. Um, you know, NBA free agents, they're a little bit predictable in terms of what meetings they take. Yep. Like KD took, what, six meetings when he was in free agency? Uh, he obviously went to Golden State. He met with Golden State. He met with OKC. He met with, uh, he met with Boston. Apparently Tom Brady was there along with Kelly Olnick, which is a hell of a pitch. Gotta say, a guy who doesn't play basketball and Kelly Olynyk, <laughs> uh, and you know he met with the the Clippers, I believe, I don't remember this. briefly, uh, and you know a couple other teams. I think he met maybe with New York, but I, I think honestly, like the Lakers are probably going to be a situation that's there. They have one of Golden his, State's going to be able to. They have a, they have one of his uh, brothers, yep, in uh, Los Angeles right now to sort of give him some reports and things like that. So. Um, you know, obviously, and they're the Lakers. Like, they're going to have Anthony Davis. I don't know if LeBron's still going to be around. Maybe, but we'll see. Uh, and, you know, that's a pretty appealing situation. Um, you know, LeBron's uh, going to be the principal of the I Promise School by 2021. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Um, uh, yeah, wow. Uh, the Lakers, Golden State, I could see it. Uh, I could maybe see someone entertaining something with the Knicks. Just The Miami Heat. Everyone takes a meeting with the Knicks and then just leaves. And yeah. they're just like, I'm good. It's They're just getting a connecting flight. Everyone looks <laughs> and they're like, mm. no, I can't do it. Yeah. They fly to New York and then they just got to wait to go down to Miami. Yeah. You, you can't fly <laughs> it's straight it's direct it's from it's Milwaukee layover. to Miami. It's a layover. It's like a layover You in just New York. hang out with James Dolan for an hour. He takes out you know, his guitar and you're like, right, I got to go. Sorry. Right. Yeah. Does he play the kazoo? He, I could, I could care yeah, less. Fair enough. Uh, yeah, he's really like a billionaire street musician. Yeah, <laughs> actually, that's uh, insult the street musicians. To be honest, there's some pretty good ones. Uh, do you want, do you want to take these last two calls, or do you want to wrap up? Uh, let's take <laughs> the last two calls. Let's do it, man. Okay, what, let's do what, it. What, we, what else we got to do? I, mean, right. I got to go to see the the Phoenix Suns. I, I can wait. We have uh, Puria from Richmond Hill. Welcome to the show. Uh, hi, how are you guys? I love your show. I've been trying to get on for months now. Oh, <laughs> well, wow. It's a good thing that we took these last two calls. Wow. <laughs> oh, thank you so much. Yeah, uh, my Appreciate question you. was that how would Siakam play against the Celtics and his overall face-up game? Because mm. I watch every single me. game, and all he does is post up or they run pistol action for him. He's never really yep. uh, getting screens or he's always in the post. Mm-hmm. I want to know if he can make his own offense in that playoff setting. That's a big question. I think early in the season, he did a lot more face-up. Like, yeah, I and, agree. And there was a game that he played against the Celtics where he hit five threes, hit a lot of pull-up yeah, threes in the game. Remember, yeah. That was like game two of the season, I believe. There was a game mm-hmm. against the Pistons where, I mean, whatever, it's the freaking Pistons, but like he like <laughs> faced up and he went at guys. I feel like as his jumper has sort of uh, slipped away from him as the course of the season has gone on, as he's gotten more tired, the jumper hasn't been there for him as much. And if the jumper's not there for you face-up-wise, what are you really going to do? Like He's yeah. not really going to be uh, – like a, a, a face-up guy without a jumper is like Julius Randle. Um, <laughs> yeah. You're not. He's not going to be Julius Randle, so he's been going back to the post up a little bit more, just because it's a little bit more reliable. But I do want to see Pascal. Hopefully, after this break, yeah, he's rest. got his legs under him. He get more reps in terms of the shooting, and he, mm-hmm. he returned to that face up game because I really do believe you need a face up game to be a closer in the NBA. Absolutely, exactly. Yeah. yeah, and so it's a big question. But whether he could score in the Celtics, I mean, I, I'm not. The thing was, I'm actually okay with him posting up the Celtics wings. I think he can he can do that and, yeah. and score consistently on that front. The Celtics is not necessarily a matchup I'm concerned with. The, the backup thing is, like, if he's only backing down guys and then you're playing Milwaukee and you're trying to back down Giannis with Brooke Lopez helping at the rim as a seven-footer, that, that might uh, go really poorly for you. Same thing with uh, Philadelphia. That If he's not able to yeah. reliably go to his jumper, then you're going to have some problems getting – you're going to back down Tobias Harrison, turn around, and then there's Joel Embiid. Like, it's yeah. not cute. Mm. 
Now, in the overall seven-game series, do you take Pascal or Tatum? Because Tatum has that face-off game. It's just a matter of him being efficient. Yeah, and then Tatum's just not doesn't do it all the time, but he's definitely on a tear right now. We saw what he did to the the Clippers before the All Star yeah. break. Yeah. Um, I'm. I'd probably still take Pascal. I'll still take Pascal, just because I think there's a more guaranteed kind of like I feel more confident with a Pascal post up yeah. than I would with I a Jason Tatum trying to cross a guy up and pulling up. Um, but I don't know. The gap is definitely closed from where the start of the season was, where yeah. I thought definitely, definitively yeah. Pascal was better than Tatum, and I think Tatum is taking steps. And I congratulate him for it. You know? Yeah, yeah, he's definitely because yeah, he's a defensive player now. Like, yeah, crazy. when I watch him, he's... <laughs> that's surprising. That part is surprising, but um, yeah, I still got my guy Pascal right now. Yeah, all right. Thank you for the call, guys. All right. I appreciate it, man. Thanks all for listening. Bye-bye. Thanks for all the Peace. support. Bye. All right, we have Chasm in Brooklyn on line two. Chasm, welcome to the show. How many of the Brooklyn fans? Hey, are you? yeah, how a lot of doing? a lot of Brooklyn today. We're good, man. Fuck Brooklyn. <laughs> <laughs> all right, <laughs> all right. <laughs> I'm bringing that energy, you know. Just yeah, gotcha. You live somewhere, but you're not a Brooklyn Nets fan. Okay, good. Oh, good okay. Good. I was going to say, how many uh, Brooklyn Nets fans are, are in Brooklyn? <laughs> are paying attention to a Raptors vodka? Like, I, I was actually at the game before the break, and uh, there was about five in the Okay, <laughs> cool. Sick. Uh, my question for you all is, uh, what do you think the, the path is to get to 60 wins, and, and do you think it's, it's realistic? It's it's a little bit tough just because the schedule is a little bit tougher. Yeah. If they had Mark and Norm fully healthy for the actual stretch run here, I would say it's totally possible. They just need to maintain their current win percentage. But they got a pretty tough month of March. They got a couple of difficult games coming up here against Indiana and against Milwaukee. And it's not like out of this world difficult, but I could I think the Raptors might fall a little bit short of 60 again. Like they, they, it's, it's probably going to be like 58 or 57 or something yeah. like that. I also think that the Raptors – the franchise is more focused on that second seed than they are on 60 wins. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure that the, I'm not sure the Celtics recent success is going to sustain the next two months to really push both teams towards 60 wins. And also Nick nurse overplayed Kemba Walker. So Kemba has, uh, has get his knee drained. <laughs> Great job, Nick nurse, man. You just really sealed the coach of the year right there, buddy. Yeah. So I, uh, I, I, I think the Raptors as an organization are more interested in the second seed than 60 wins. So, I don't think they're going to need it, mm-hmm. and therefore I don't think they're going to get it. Yeah, they have to go what, like twenty and seven? Yeah, that's tough. That's, that's tough. They got some tough yeah, games March coming is up, man. Brutal. Yo, there's a stretch where they play like Denver, and then the Lakers, and then like the Bucks, and then some. Yeah, and then then the Knicks. It ends with the Knicks. Man. And we're yeah. about to get the, the the Warriors about to have Steph back, and we might play them twice with Steph. Is Steph, he's coming. He is coming back. Eh? Listen, man. Does Steph want to see from Evelyn? Are you sure? Box and one. You want to see Fred VanVleet? I think we know how to guard Steph now. Yeah, just start yelling janky at him. Yeah, Steph's going to be complaining. <laughs> no, I'm, ex- I'm excited, man. I'm Chat- excited for Draymond to you know, actually average assist now. <laughs> He's just been <laughs> passing it off to Alec Burks. Yeah, but Andrew Wiggins is going to play well in Toronto. He never does. Oh, that's right. That's right. Yeah. Andrew, When has Andrew Wiggins ever had a good game in Toronto? Yo, yo, what about the time he dunked on Pirtle? Did they win that game? No, it's Andrew Wiggins <laughs> played. What are you talking about, man? He sat out the last time the... Andrew Wiggins lost to the Venezuelans, all right? <laughs> all right, in a must-win going to the Olympics, Andrew Wiggins lost to that's Venezuela facts. without Gervis Vasquez. Yeah, that's yikes. Respect the Venezuelan team for that, but also, like, I've lost a lot of respect after Andrew Wiggins after that <laughs> do you, point. Calvin, do you think that they'll go for 60 wins? Uh, I want you all. I think it would be, it would be fun. It would be a nice record to get. But now that we've won a championship, I don't think it matters as much. Yeah. You know, two years ago, I would have been excited to hit 60. It would have been a, a great regular season accomplishment. That seems like but a real Dwayne Casey as, as a franchise. Yeah. Yeah, there you go. Agreed. All right. All right. Thanks, thanks for listening. Thanks. All right. Peace. All right. Well, you know what time it is. A segment like no other. Oh, my God. Stanley Suggestions. Yeah, why don't you why don't you lead it off? I'll start. Yeah. This is really good this week. Okay. Um, Stanley, I'm going to suggest that you check out Tory Lane's. Uh, rapper from Brampton, uh, very famous now. Check yeah. Tape 5 came out earlier this year. Um, he's going to be performing, or last summer, uh, he's going to be performing at the Rico Coliseum on Sunday, the 23rd of February. Hopefully there he exposes Interscope Records as he's promised for months. Uh, <laughs> ben knows what I'm talking about. Um, but yeah, uh, Tory Lanez at the Rico Coliseum on the 23rd of February. I, I sang the National Anthem at the Rico Coliseum once. You sang at what, a, a Toronto Coyotes game? Uh, as as Ben knows, the uh, Hill, Hill, Hilltop had a, uh, a, a two choirs, 
Wait, what is it? What's the name of that? There was a chamber choir and then another choir. But anyway, yeah, I was, I was part of the choir that sang before Marley's game. And that was the one time in my life I've seen a hockey game. It was actually really fun. Um, anyway, my Stanley suggestion is not to go watch the Marlies because I don't know why we would have oh. two re- recommendations at Rico. <laughs> uh, my recommendation is, hey, listen, the G League is expanding to Mexico City soon, and there's a lot of great places <laughs> in Mexico City. I'm just gonna, you know, just tip it off. Uh, the Museum of Natu- Natural, or sorry, na- the Museum of na- uh, National Anthropology in Mexico City. It's actually one of the greatest museums. I've ever been to. I love really? going to museums. I've been um, not not all over the world, but I've been uh, quite a few places. And like this museum is incredible. Like it's probably like I don't know, man. It probably take you five hours to go through all oh, the wow. rooms. There's like two levels. There's a beautiful like waterfall in the middle of it. Um, yeah, it's it's phenomenal. If you want to learn about you know Aztec uh, history, mm-hmm. Incan history, Mayan history, um, you know not all those are in Mexico, but uh, it it is just a great museum for that you know that history that you know it's. At least in North America, is not necessarily spoken about uh, as much in sort of Canada and yeah. the United States. And so I definitely learned about that. I think it was a really, really cool exhibit. And honestly, just go to Mexico City in general, man. This place yeah. is amazing, you know. You can enjoy Again, the- don't just go straight to the beach. Like, don't just go to Cancun, get a sunburn, and then come back. Like, actually go to Mexico City because yeah. it is it is really amazing. And from Toronto, it's only like a four-and-a-half-hour flight. That's pretty good. You know, that maybe don't take good. the overnight uh, 1 a.m. flight <clears throat> like I did. But, <laughs> uh, you know. I still can't get over you uh, performing at a Kiwanis music festival. Listen, I was also at Kiwanis, all right? Shout out Kiwanis. Shout out Kiwanis one time. Yeah, MCI was great. (laughs) All right. Hilltop, not so much. Um, YouTube comments, and then we'll let you go. Tyler Ball, uh, watching from Canley, the United Kingdom. That's great. I don't know what Canley is. Is it? uh, Read the question, and I'll look up where Canley is. Uh, All right. Go Raps. Tell Will we got Zara here, too, if he wants to visit. Uh, okay. I, I will go places that have Zara. Yeah. There was a Zara in Mexico City. I, I walked past. Did you, Did and you didn't in. go in? No, it was close. Canley's <laughs> in, in Coventry, in Southwest Coventry. So shout out to Coventry one time. Yeah. yeah. The Coventry Massive. All right. Uh, next, okay. Bo Jackson. Thanks for always writing in, Bo. Uh, Raptors will set a new franchise record in a ho- in home wins with 10 against the Pacers and tie a franchise record with nine tonight against the Sun. Oh, in a row. Consecutive. Because they lost. In Brooklyn. Yes. Uh yeah, cool. sure. Great. Let's yeah. do it. I'm excited. Shout out to the shout out to the raps. Yeah. It's hard to win at Scotiabank. AJB S are team dynamics better this year versus last year. I think it's definitely a lot less awkward. Um, you know, they're not sidestepping Kawhi as much, but also last year's awkwardness was fully worth it. Yeah. And, you know, they got over it in the middle of the year. It was just a difficult situation because a new guy comes in and he's the number one guy and he's so like he acts different than everyone else. And he has different treatment than everyone else, and it's a little tough to get over that. But you know, it's probably great for the te- train team's athletic staff. They don't have to go reorganize the weight room after like games because that must have been very annoying. Oh my god! Imagine like you prepare for a game and mm. then you get to go home. You do give guys treatment like the weight room's a mess. You got to straighten it up. Yeah, it was cool that Kawhi was working out during games, but still, yeah, it's a small benefit. Remember when people? Were, yeah, yeah <laughs> the, the whole Kawhi freakout was 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 uh, incredible in terms of just like, where is he during games? How is he not there supporting his players? I'm like, Yo, this stuff does not. <laughs> Matter, I promise. <laughs> Arshanan, uh, what do you guys feel about the Raptors' all defensive team cha- chances? Mm. Come on, uh, come on! Lowry drew a charge in the All Star game. That's got to be a shoe in. Uh, all, all defense. Honestly, team? Lowry has, in, in terms of merit, does have a good chance to get in the All Star yeah. game. I'm oh, sorry, the All, all NBA defense. defense team. Will they actually give it to him? They don't think they hype him like that. That's the weird thing. I don't think that any individual guy in the Raptors defensively gets hyped. Um, that much like pascal gets his fair share and he leads the league in contested threes and that's cool but you know uh are people saying he's one of the best defenders in the world no um og is actually like the best individual defender on the team for talking one-on-one yeah but he doesn't really get hyped like that either yeah no there there might be a chance no none of the raptors get on the all nba defense team and that's tough because like man the rap like i think Kawhi got it last year on the second team but how many Raptors have ever made the all-defensive team? I don't think any other than Kawhi. And we've had some pretty good defenders here, but... Anto- I feel like Antonio Davis when you're actually done. Anyway, um, uh, and then the last question from Bernard Chan while you're looking up Antonio Davis and the all-defensive team. Maybe Doug Christie, look up that too. Yeah. Uh, Terrence Davis, the second in the playoffs. What's his role? Um, you know, as a guy who comes in when the Raptors are... Uh, they give him two minutes to see if he's hot. If he makes two threes, then maybe they keep playing him. But I actually do think his role is going to be a little diminished, only because you're only going to play like a seven-man rotation, eight-man rotation. 
And I don't know if he cracks Nick Nurse's top eight. He's like half the time he's eight along with Pat McCaw, but they might actually play McCaw more. Doug Christie was all defensive second team uh, oh. in one year. Uh, no, never with the Raptors. Only when he was in Sacramento. Wow. Um, TD2's role in the playoffs, he can like operate with the second unit. He will not be allowed to dribble in the fourth quarter. Yeah, He's going to be Danny Green. It'll be tough. And it'll probably be his, his moments are going to come at home more than anything else. I think yeah. you know, it just chances are pretty good that you feel more comfortable with that. Anyway, thanks to everyone for listening to the show. We have a small announcement to make. Uh, the, the show will be moving times. Moving times. Yeah, so we are going from Friday to Monday. Everybody's got to get ready for the stretch run. Yeah, and listen, uh, Monday, I think it's a good time. Uh, you know, you have obviously events that happen on the weekend. Yep. And so, um, you know, Friday's cool, but we're going to ship to Monday at 6 p.m. It's still going to be found at the same place. You can watch on the Yahoo Sports Canada YouTube page. And, uh, yeah, me and Josh will be here. So uh, we'll have a very, very short break, and we'll be back at you on Monday. So please continue to call in. We're February gonna start 24th. On February 24th. Uh, in the meantime, Josh? Anything else? Nah. Shout out KFC. Shout out KFC. Salute to the sponsor. Yep. Um, shout out to the team in the studio putting it together. For and sure. uh, we'll be back in a week, in four days. Enjoy your weekend, everybody. Yeah, we'll be back right after the weekend. <laughs> Peace. <clears throat> yeah, we're good. Very we're good. cool. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural-looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural-looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth, sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.